Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. I'm Ann Kramer. D.C. and Prince George's County detectives are teaming up after a toddler is injured by gunfire. When the appeals court will hear a challenge to a decision that allows for the early counting of mail-in ballots in Maryland, I'm Mike Marilla. The commanders disappoint their fans with a loss in Dallas. 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Almost five days after Hurricane Ian lashed Florida, floodwaters have still not fully receded. Governor Ron DeSantis was in Arcadia today, about 50 miles north of Fort Myers. I saw homes that had almost up to the rooftop still different buildings. RVs that were almost totally submerged. The death toll in Florida has now risen to 80. Ian killed four people in North Carolina. All along Florida's Gulf Coast, rescue crews are still out looking for people who decided to ride out the storm. CBS's Chris Hoffman is in Northport. North of Sanibel, the Coast Guard is leading a mass rescue on Pine Island, Florida's largest barrier island. Its bridge to the mainland destroyed. I should have left. I shouldn't have stayed. Officials say more than a thousand people have been rescued from flooded areas along Florida's southwestern coast. President Biden will visit Puerto Rico tomorrow, Florida on Wednesday. On Face the Nation, the former director of the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Chris Krebs, said the president will find in both places a lot of customers have power. The power teams have done a good job in Florida, and they've actually, I think, done a good job in Puerto Rico as well after Fiona. When you're looking at, uh, you know, 10 days after Fiona, 90% of the power is restored. In uh, Maria, that took about seven months. A horrifying riot and stampede Saturday at a soccer game in Indonesia. The BBC's Eileen McHugh. Officials say 125 people died at the match at Malang in East Java. Thousands of fans panicked and rushed for an exit after police fired tear gas at them when they invaded the pitch. Ukrainian troops continue to retake territory Russian soldiers captured soon after they invaded. It's a sign of continued weakness of the Russian army. Former CIA director and Army four-star General David Petraeus tells ABC there's no way for Russia to win. The only question really is when do you start to see not just individual soldiers or small units surrender, but when do you start to see larger units crumble, crack, and perhaps actually collapse? Sounds from the annual Red Mass that celebrates the beginning of the Supreme Court's fall term at St. Matthew's Cathedral in Washington. Justices and government officials attend. The court's nine-month term begins tomorrow, a term packed with major environmental and race-related cases. The court has a 6-3 to three majority, conservative majority, and some of the cases that will be argued present that majority with opportunities to show its strength. For the first time in its history, the court will have a black woman justice, President Biden's appointment. Katanji Brown-Jackson serving. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 8.03 on Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. 56 degrees. It'll be a wet and chilly night. Good evening, I'm Sarah Jacobs with the top local stories we're following this hour. 
Fairfax County police are looking for the man who shot and killed someone outside an apartment complex in the Mount Vernon area this morning. There were multiple occupants uh, of a vehicle. They were sitting in the parking lot. Then at around 7 a.m. here at the Oak Mill Gardens off Jeff Todd Way, another man walked up to the car, got into a fight with them, and pulled a gun. He fired multiple shots into the car. The victim was brought to the hospital by his friends where he died. The shooter took off. So we're still working hard to identify the relationship between the shooter and the occupants of the vehicle. Fairfax County Police Lieutenant Dan Spital says they are looking for a car. A silver Nissan Maxima with Maryland tags that was seen fleeing this area. In Fairfax County, Luke Luger, WTOP News. Someone's gun went off by accident in Arundel Mills Mall Saturday, sending shoppers scrambling. WTOP's Ann Kramer tells us the county executive has some strong words for the Supreme Court and Maryland's governor. Angry is the reaction from the Anne Arundel County executive to the gun going off in the mall over the weekend. Stuart Pittman says it's the result of what happens when more guns are present in our communities. His statement criticized the Supreme Court for its decision this past summer, making it easier for more people to carry guns in public. And then the Democratic lawmaker called out Maryland for following suit. Back in July, Governor Hogan suspended the good and substantial reason standard required to get a concealed carry permit. Removing that has resulted in a significant increase in applications in Maryland for those permits. At the time, Hogan said it would be unconstitutional to continue to enforce the provision in state law. County Executive Pittman says politicians glorify guns to get votes. And the Supreme Court, he says, takes away the rights of local governments to pass and enforce its own permitting laws resulting in terror. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. A toddler's recovering after he was grazed by a bullet. D.C. police found the boy when responding to a car crash in the area of 25th and Q Streets southeast early this morning. It's believed the boy was shot in Prince George's County. So now Prince George's County police say they're working with D.C. police on this investigation. The boy is expected to be okay. 8.05. Today marks 20 years since the Beltway snipers began a three-week reign of terror in the capital region. By the time it ended, 10 people were dead and three injured. For three weeks, people were scared to go shopping or get gas because in everyday tasks like these, people were being killed. If you lived here in Montgomery County or in the region, you felt victimized. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy was a deputy state's attorney then when he came upon the first killing, that of 55-year-old James Martin in Wheaton. I was intimately involved in it from the first instance, having almost basically stumbled on it on my way to dinner. McCarthy became legal advisor to the Sniper Task Force. John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Melvo were captured on October 24th. Muhammad sentenced to death and executed in 2009. Melvo is currently serving for life terms. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Much of Florida is now focused on search and rescue as officials work to assess the damage from Hurricane Ian. WTOP's Melissa Howell is in central Florida. Here in Orlando, roads have reopened and we're starting to see less debris littering yards and parking lots, but driving about an hour north of here toward Port Orange, not much has changed. Many roads are still closed. The Chuck E. Cheese I drove by had basically been split open, much of it just leveled. Over in some of the coastal towns like Naples and Fort Myers, those vacation areas are just unrecognizable. Some beaches out there are quite honestly just gone. Many residents out there do not have power and then there's 
the threat of a sanitation crisis. Governor Ron DeSantis is calling for all hands on deck, so the road to recovery is still unclear, but it will be a matter of rebuilding entire towns. In Orlando, Melissa Howell, WTOP News. We are feeling the remnants of what was Hurricane Ian. What to expect? When we'll see the sunshine again? We'll find all that out when we check traffic and weather next. 807. Here's a highlight from Stephen Boberski, the public sector CTO at Genesis on Federal News Network's Cloud Exchange webinar, sponsored by Genesis. We have a complete portfolio of technology, but we lean on our partners to augment that portfolio. With the cloud, the ability to reach into all of those partners to provide the services for the customer without them having to have that expertise or download something or have local equipment on premises is really important. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Cloud Exchange. Put your citizens at the center of government services with Genesis, the global provider of modern customer and employee experience solutions. With Genesis technology, government agencies at all levels deliver citizen-centric support that ensures constituents are remembered, heard, and understood every time they connect with you. Deliver on the promise of a digital government with Genesis. To learn more, including FedRAMP solutions, visit genesis.com government. That's G-E-N-E-S-Y-S dot slash government. It's 8.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's go to Steve Dresner in the WTOP Traffic Center. No, wait, wait. Ralph Fox, right? Good catch. We got Steve <laughs> doing some hurricane work. Steve is out and about. We've got you covered on the roadways here at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. We've had some concerns there. Thanks to Vanessa and a few other callers, we now know what the scoop is. There's a tree down in the uh, left lane uh, that's a down tree. This just after the Capitol Beltway. So folks are having to move over to the right to get past it. Another caller said it was in the right lane, so there may be some debris there. But the tree, according to Vanessa, is in the left lane. So watch yourself as you're making your way through that spot. In Silver Spring, New Hampshire Avenue, both ways at Adelphi Road. An earlier reported crash there that should be out of the roadway at this point. In Annapolis, a concern at East West Street at Chinkapin Road. At all lanes blocked due to a crash in the intersection and police directing you around it. Got some fog warnings in the area of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, so you're going to need some extra time if you're heading to or from the eastern shore on the Virginia side. 95 southbound, the ramp to the Fairfax County Parkway had all lanes blocked due to an earlier crash. Also in Stafford, Route 1, both ways near Courthouse Road, had a downed tree there. Watch for the response and the delay getting that out of the road. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Ralph Fox, WTOP Traffic. Thank you, Ralph. And now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Mike Stiniford. It's going to be a wet and windy night across the region. There's a wind advisory until 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon for Anne Arundel, Calvert, and St. Mary's counties. For tonight, rain likely. It'll taper off to some light showers or drizzle after midnight. It's going to become quite windy, too. We can see wind gusts of 30 to 50 miles an hour with lows in the low to mid-50s. Windy with some off and on showers on Monday. Highs mid to upper 50s. Still breezy. Still some showers on Tuesday. Tuesday, mid to upper 50s, and then some clearing on Wednesday. Highs low to mid 70s. I'm Storm Team 4's Mike Stiniford. 53 in Rockville, 54 in Ashburn, 53 in District Heights, and overcast and 56 degrees in the nation's capital. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 811. The Republican nominee for governor in Maryland is challenging the early counting of mail-in ballots.
That challenge will be heard in court this week. When a Montgomery County Circuit Court judge allowed the state's Board of Elections to count mail-in ballots as early as this past Saturday, it was challenged by Delegate Dan Cox, who is running for governor. The courts decided against pausing the early counting of ballots, but an appeals court did say they'd push up the timeline in the case. That means arguments will happen this Friday. Cox argues the General Assembly and governor should be the ones to change when mail-in ballots are counted. Without the exception from the original judge here, counting would have to wait until two days after the election. Ed Hartman, an attorney for Cox, says while the counting wasn't paused, opening ballots before a decision is made could be deemed illegal if the court sides with Cox. The Board of Elections isn't commenting on the case. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. The D.C. Council is considering a bill that would allow non-citizens to vote in local elections. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 The bill passed through the Judiciary and Public Safety Committee and will now be considered by the full D.C. Council. If approved, undocumented immigrants and residents with green cards could vote in local elections for positions such as mayor, council member, and attorney general. A number of jurisdictions in Maryland allow non-citizens to vote, including Hyattsville, Mount Rainier, and Tacoma Park. D.C. Council member Charles Allen. One in seven district residents is an immigrant. Immigrants support our economy. They start businesses. They pay taxes. Though opponents say voting should be limited to those who have become full citizens. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Time is ticking if you have outstanding tolls in Maryland. Every time you drive through a toll in Maryland, a camera snaps a picture of your license plate to make sure you pay. Last February, the Maryland Transportation Authority launched a nine-month customer assistance plan that delayed fines and froze collections in order to give drivers a little more flexibility to pay bills during COVID. Now they want you to know the grace period is ending. October 1st triggered a 60-day countdown to get outstanding video tolls paid in Maryland or face a $50 fine. If you don't know if you've settled your bill, you can check at driveezmd.com. Jenny Glick, WTOP News. There's money available for Frederick County farmers who want to expand or diversify the Agriculture Innovation Grant Program. As grants of $5,000 each, the winning farmers may use those for research and development, production buildings, major fixtures, or processing facilities. To date, $1 million has been awarded to 31 Frederick County agriculture operations, and those awards in turn created 85 full-time positions and 89 part-time positions. Oh, uh, Commanders and Ravens fans feeling pretty let down. Sports next. It's 813. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms, and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect.
car today at carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to carsforkids.org to donate. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Who says you can't have flexibility, choice, and convenience working at the office? Industrious, the premium co-working and flexible office company, transforms the entire D.C. metro area into your workplace. Maybe you need a shorter commute time or even a simple change in scenery. With an Industrious membership, you'll have over a dozen convenient locations to choose from across the metro area. Your new office awaits you at industriousoffice.com DMV. Book a tour today. Industrious, the office you want where you want it. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Back to Rob Woodfork. All right, the Washington Commanders apparently wore black today to mourn the loss of their season. They're now 1-3 and three after taking a 25-10 beating in Dallas. They're all alone in last place in the key number today. 11 penalties for 136 yards, at least two of them uh, crucial because uh, they offset interceptions that would have changed the complexion of this game for Ron Rivera. Certain penalties are concentration focus. Sure, it gets loud. Sure, the crowd gets into it. Sure, they're they're jumping the line, stuff like that. But we got to sit in there. We got to be disciplined. That's something that we as coaches got to make sure gets corrected. I mean, that, that was not good enough because we hurt ourselves and took ourselves out of certain opportunities early in the game. We're moving the ball and we get a holding penalty. When those things happen, <laughs> that really messes things up. You can hear the frustration there, and they're pretty frustrated in Baltimore after the Ravens blew a 17-point first-half lead. They lose to the Bills 23-20. They are now 2-2 two and two with both losses coming at home in pretty heartbreaking, uh, heartbreaking fashion. Uh, the weather outside, you see it. The Nationals fell 8-1 to the Phillies. The game called in the seventh inning of what goes down as loss number 19 for Patrick Corbin. Uh, but uh, at 6-19, uh, and 19, Dave Martinez has uh, hoped that he will look far better in 2023. The uh, Nationals, by the way, just three more games left in their season. Uh, that will uh, take them on the road. The Orioles, their road slate is over after beating the Yankees 3-1 to to take the series in New York. Aaron Judge kept them in the ballpark. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you this evening on WTOP. At least 80 are dead in Florida and North Carolina. The grim toll of Hurricane Ian climbs. It left widespread damage in its wake. Hundreds of thousands are still without power. What's left of Ian is moving very slowly over our region. And Storm Team 4 meteorologist Mike Stiniford says we can expect the rain to last into Tuesday with winds that could gust to about 50 miles an hour in some areas. It's being called one of the deadliest events in the sports world. At least 125 people are dead after a stampede at an Indonesian soccer match. It was sparked when police used tear gas against angry fans. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Still ahead in Money News. It's always report card time for your home. I'm Greg McBride, and I'll tell you about important reports and scores for homeowners coming up. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Ralph Fox is in the WTOP Traffic Center. Sarah, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, our main concern at this hour. The majors, for the most part, are in pretty good shape. In Laurel, the Parkway southbound in the area 197 had the right side blocked to, due to a crash. Once you get past that, the Parkway southbound once again. In the area, the Capitol Beltway has a downed tree in the left lane. Caller tells us there's some debris on the right side as well, so you're going to be zigzagging your way through that. 
Uh, could take some time to get that moved out and get things moving once again. Caller once again in the Chevy Chase area, Connecticut Avenue, northbound between Kensington Parkway and the Beltway had two right lanes blocked due to the crash. Also about in Annapolis, an earlier concern on West Street at Chinkapin Road. That has been cleared out. Caller says the crash in the intersection has been moved out of the roadway. On the Virginia side, Springfield, 95 southbound, the ramp to the Fairfax County Parkway had all lanes blocked due to a crash there. And a downed tree in Stafford, this Route 1 both ways in the area of Courthouse Road. Also reports earlier of a downed tree in the area of Garrison Road at Garrisonville Road, that is, at Puller Road. And taking a look in Lorton, an earlier problem, US 1 southbound in the area of Furnace Road. That should be cleared out of the roadway and all good there. It is halftime at Window Nation. Right now, score new windows for your home at half the price. Get two free windows for every two you buy. Pay nothing till 2025. Visit windownation.com today. Ralph Fox, WTOP Traffic. Thank you, Ralph. And now let's go to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Mike Stineford. The remnants of Hurricane Ian will continue to affect our weather for the next couple of days. Now, keep in mind there's a wind advisory for Anne Arundel, Calvert, and St. Mary's counties in Maryland. That goes until 2 o'clock Monday afternoon. In the advisor area, we may see wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour. For tonight, rain likely. It'll taper off to some light showers or drizzle after midnight, but it's going to be a very windy night. At times, we can see wind gusts of 30 to 50 miles an hour with overnight lows in the low to mid-50s. It's going to stay windy on Monday, some off and on showers throughout the day, and it's going to stay chilly, too. Our highs only in the mid to upper 50s. Still breezy, still risk of a shower on Tuesday. Highs also in the mid to upper 50s. It'll get better on Wednesday, a morning shower that will turn partly sunny and will turn warmer. Highs will be in the low to mid-70s, and sunshine and pleasant on Thursday with highs in the mid-70s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnerford. 56 in Centerville. It's 53 in Upper Marlboro, overcast and 56 degrees in the nation's capital. Brought to you by New Look Home Design. Pay for half your new roof later and half never. Coming up on WTOP, we have some new information, but there are still a lot of questions surrounding the discovery of a body inside a burned out car last week. 821. Here's Steve Cohn, Chief of Communications, Marketing, and Philanthropy for Capital Caring Health on the discussion, Two Weeks is Too Short and Tragic, sponsored by Capital Caring Health. Hospice care started in the United States with Capital Caring 45 years ago. The original legislation, which created the hospice movement, called for and still does, six months of care is optimal. And despite the fact that that is how the folks that put hospice care together decided this would be best for the patient and the family and everyone involved. All these years later, we have not been able to get folks living in the United States to understand that they should not wait to the last minute to put a loved one in the hospice care. For more on the discussion, two weeks is too short and tragic, visit WTOP.com and search Capital Caring Health. And for more information on why the best hospice benefits come from longer care, visit CapitalCaring.org slash two weeks. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, 
Winery samplers are all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers, and distillery sippers. For those who order grits and those who order cheese grits, we all know what the right way to order is. For barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. Mm. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. This is WTOP News. It's 823. A man was stabbed outside a restaurant in Hyattsville, Maryland last night. And police there are looking for two men who were involved. The injured man approached an off-duty Hyattsville detective near the intersection of 31st Avenue and Hamilton Street about 1130 last night. The officer provided emergency aid until EMTs arrived and took him to a hospital with serious injuries. Hyattsville police say this all started with an argument inside a Hamilton Street restaurant, which led to a fight outside. One man stabbed the victim multiple times. If you know anything about this, you're asked to contact Hyattsville police. An investigation reveals some new information about a person found dead in a burning car in Anne Arundel County last week, but there are still a lot of missing pieces. Anne Arundel County police say the victim found in a car on Brock Ridge Road near the Howard County line died from being shot, not from the car fire. The person was found in the back seat of the car late Tuesday night. Investigators have still not determined the age, race, or gender of the victim. A middle school counselor in Fairfax County Public Schools remained a county employee for several months after being convicted of a sex offense. That situation led to an investigation by the school system, and the results are in. It's my commitment to make sure all of these recommendations are actualized. Speaking to parents at Glasgow Middle School in Lincolnia, where Darren Thornton works, Superintendent Michelle Reed says the report found more background checks need to be done on current staff. Those convicted of felonies need to be dismissed sooner. And after reading the report, she says... It's clear that I'm needing to take personnel action, some of which I've already taken. While all the details of the report are not being released, after bad email addresses led to police not notifying the school system of Thornton's first arrest, she says correct emails have been sent out to all state law enforcement agencies. In Lincolnia, Mike Marillo WTOP News. You can read more about what was found during that investigation at WTOP.com. Money News at 25 and 55. The report cards your home needs to ace. I'm Greg McBride with the Bankrate.com Personal Finance Minute. School kids have report cards, you have a personal credit score to maintain, and your home also has a variety of reports and grades that it needs to do well on. As a homeowner, there are several key ones you need to understand, starting with a clue report. It's a record of every insurance claim filed on your home in the last seven years, and it could make selling your house a little more challenging if there have been persistent problems. The next is the walk score, which indicates how walkable your neighborhood is. That's important because surveys show that a majority of younger homebuyers prefer communities where they can get out and walk. And one more score to pay attention to is the flood insurance rating. The risk of flooding where you live can affect whether you can get insurance or even a mortgage. Flooding is not covered by standard home insurance, so if you live in a high-risk area, you will need a separate flood insurance policy. I'm Greg McBride. Coming up after traffic and weather, more search and rescues in hard-hit parts of Florida, but the death toll keeps rising. 826.
the world's most advanced fighter engine is powering up for tomorrow's missions. Using proven technology, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 Enhanced Engine Package meets the needs of all F-35 operators while saving the taxpayer $40 billion in life cycle costs. Considering an extra engine for the F-35 is extra wasteful and extra risky, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 EEP is the smart decision. Learn more at prattwhitney.com slash F-135EEP. That's prattwhitney.com slash F-135EEP. For nine years, a man terrorized women across